internet listeners this is mr announcer with the complacence podcast the complacence originally aired from september 1995 to june 1996 live on wnur evanston illinois on this episode of the complacence johnny and his girlfriend mitzi are off to europe but run into trouble and the rest of the complacence are off to kwanzaa hut pizza but also run into trouble meanwhile the major league super crime busters are outdone by a den of cub scouts the next voice you hear is coming to you from February 17th, 1996. You guessed right, the sketch comedy of the Complacence is coming up soon. The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Everybody hop inside, around the world on a magic ride, big time adventure and fun, rock and roll music for everyone. sure looks funny from up here. What does it remind you of, dear? Well, when I was 10 and my daddy taught me to, you know, take care of myself. Oh, Johnny, that's so sweet. He bought me a little little survival knife that that looked a little like that. It didn't cut stuff up too good, but it made a fine bludgeon for self-defense in junior high. Stewardess, another round. Um, I'm a male flight attendant. Stewardess, how long until we land in Berlin? I'm sorry, ma'am. This specially discounted Pan Am flight doesn't make uh, any of the usual stops. Our only landing in Germany is at Worms. Johnny! Sorry, sugar pie. The parking book's been none too fat lately. Plus, would you, would you believe Pan Am? Who would ever thought they'd bring these old junkers back? Johnny, I'm not going to Worms. I'm going to Berlin, and I'm going shopping. And then I'm going to Hamburg, and I'm going to visit the famous brothels. And after that, I'm going to beautiful scenic Amsterdam, where... I can smoke some marijuana. Holy trousers, snakes! Honey, you know we can't do that. Shopping on Mr. Creamsicle's expense account is strictly forbidden. You'll just shoplift the items I want, then. Are you around, ma'am? Thank you, stewardess. Do you want a drink, sweetie? No, I gotta hit the can. I'll be back in two shakes. 
Bye, dear. Come, <laughs> come on, you can do it, little kids. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can do it, little kids. Yeah. Um, ma'am, excuse me. There's a phone call for the gentleman. Oh, I'll take it. I'm sure it's just this his manager checking up on us. I assume ma'am knows best. Hello, Angela Residence. Now that's very... <laughs> now that's very odd. Very odd indeed. Finished, dearie? Yes, thanks. I'm back, baby. Yeah, how was it, dear? Without a doubt, the best bowel movement in modern history. Woo! Dear, someone just called for you. Who's that? I don't know. She hung up. She did? Atta girl, just like I told her to if you answered. Oh. Gotcha. Wah! Um, could everyone please brace yourself for landing? Oh, and if you're traveling with an infant or a small child, ignore it. It will simply <laughs> fly from your arms and through the front of the aircraft like a small scream. <laughs> Death ball if, if we do crash. Thank you. Crucify you, Johnny. Whoa, we're blocking the exit. Better move. Thank you. Enjoy your stay in Palestine. Palestine? What? Got it, Tot. Out of the plane, please. Um, get out of the plane. Get out of Get out of the plane. Get Get that gun off me. I ain't scared of no Uzi. Johnny, I think we've been hijacked. Oh, hijacked. Good to see you. Hi there. Cut it out. This is serious. Do as he says. Hey, this place is a wreck. I think I saw footage from here in Kayanaskapti. Um, over by the fuel truck, please. Take it, Abdul. Attention, Americans. You've been successfully captured by the PLO in conjunction with the Middle East and neo-Nazi movement. Have you any last words? What? You're just going to shoot us? I thought you tried to ransom us first. No, don't shoot. Yeah, don't shoot. We're young, attractive Americans. In our prime. Ready to be beaten. Tortured. Raped. Tortured. Just don't kill us. Um, she has a point, comrade. Uh, shall we <laughs> indulge ourselves? Hey? Hey? Nudge, nudge, eh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very well, American young people. First, we beat and torture you, and then we'll shoot you, and then we'll rape you. You will know the true meaning of pain, and afterwards you will burn in hell with the other Americans. Hey, Mitzi, what's that up in the sky? Johnny, it's biplane. It's coming right for us. It's going to res rescue us, Johnny. Holy crotch of fire! I didn't know she could fly a plane. What? Johnny, you're not making any sense. Ah, it is the bassist player from that unholy American band, Box Lunch. Yeah, three comrades. We will return, American youth. Revenge and bodily exploitation will be ours. The plane's landing. Here comes the pilot. Oh, thank you. Thank you, pilot. Thank you so... Wait. Hi, Sugar Plum. Thanks a million. No, don't speak. We have to be on our way, you see. Uh, you just stay here and talk to Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hello there, lovely legs. Uh, let's go, Missy. Johnny? Zoot hello. Johnny, I demand an explanation. Well, you see... 
Hey, say, I know you, Feast for the Eyes. You're that guy Johnny Angelo's new girly girl. I read, all, I read all about you. You guys do some kinky stuff, I hear. Hey, how about it? Johnny! No, see, no, uh, no, she, no. What's that? You're married? To who, Johnny? Johnny? Mitzi, no. Married? No, baby, just in the tabloids. It's just a publicity stunt Mr. Creamsicle thought of. It's no big deal. Baby, baby. Johnny, I have to be alone right now. I think I'll stay here in Palestine and think things over. Goodbye, Johnny. Baby, no. Goodbye, Johnny. Goodbye. Hot dog, look at those gams. Honey, let you and me have a go. Sure, you say? Great. Bye, Johnny. Heh. See you in the papers. You're listening to The Complacents on WNUR. Last week on The Curtain, Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain, was being held captive by the minions of the mysterious Swami Salami. Meanwhile, his lady love, Debbie Duncan, a.k.a. Minnie Blinds, went to bed. In other news, Dr. Patriot remains resilient in his efforts to rejoin the Major League Super Crime Busters. However, this week we will not be concentrating on the efforts of our hero, The Curtain, to free himself, or our other hero, Minnie Blinds, to save The Curtain. This week, we will take a look at the adventures of Bizarro Monkey Boy and Mrs. Hugglebum, somewhere in the United States. Put me down, you big baboon. I've been saying it for the past 12 days, and I'll just keep on saying it. You set me down right now. But if me set you down, Hugglebum Lady will run away. I probably wouldn't be able to, since I haven't eaten since you kidnapped me. Let me down. Bizarro Monkey Boy knows the cloud you takes him for. Bizarro Monkey Boy is smart guy. He not set you down. Sorry, lady. Where are you taking me? Binotto, Bizarro Monkey Boy does what he is told. What were you told? Not nani. You moron! Put me down. I have to get back to my building and collect rent from my tenants and evict that wretched wretch Curtis Hambones. Hold on. Bizarro Monkey Boy sees gas station. Me needs gas. What do you need gas for? We don't have a car. Bizarro Monkey Boy bathes in gasoline. Well, I'm going to run inside and buy some matches. Okie dokie, Hugglebum Broad. Meanwhile, at a Cub Scout meeting in the suburbs... Now all you have to do is learn to tie your necktie, and you'll get your bobcat. But, Mom, tying ties is tough. I can't do it. Dink is right, Mrs. Peterson. I keep accidentally strangling myself. Oh, look, I tied mine, Mrs. Peterson. Why, that's very good, Pee-wee. You'll get your badge at the next pack meeting. Hmm, Mrs. Peterson, some den mother you are. Pee-wee is put on a clip tie under your nose. <laughs> now it's under your nose, jerk. Oh, no. Cut that out. Pee-wee, Buster, stop fighting. Hmm. Now, Buster, I see that you've neatly tied your necktie. Well, yes. Do you suppose you could explain it to Ding, Duff, and Pee-wee? Well, yes, all right. Not that they really deserve to know. But see, you put the tie like this, doop and doop, and then you fold that over, doop and doop, and twist here, shoop, and pull that through, mm, and pull it taut, yes. Taut, I said. Mm, yes. What does taut mean, Mom? Well, Dink, I think it means tight. I thought it was the past tense of teach. Well, it's that too, Duff. I thought it was meant a little baby. Well, you're right too, Pee-wee. I still can't tie my tie. That's because you're stupid. Ding dong. I wonder who that could be. I hope it's not another Jewish girl wanting to join. Hello? Hello. Me name Bizarro Monkey Boy. 
Me on fire. Me wish to tell off here. Oh, my. What on earth happened to you? Me was taking bath in premium plus unleaded when Huggle Bitch set me on fire. Who is Huggle Bitch? Huggle Bitch is not on fire. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Boys, go out back with the garden hose. We have an emergency. Hey, Dink, your mom's got hot pants again. Shut up, man. I agree. Be quiet. That joke didn't make many sense. Yep. Turn on the garden hose on Buster. Yeah. Ah! Boys, I'd like you all to meet my new friend, Monkey Bazaar Manager. Please do extinguish Bizarro Monkey Boy's burning ass now, please. Wow, you're some kind of superhero. No, me supervillain. Wow, you're some kind of supervillain. Ah, ass feels less burning now. Flesh is not too scarred. Self-confidence intact. Bizarro Monkey Boy is on the move. What, what supervillain team are you on? Me work freelance now. Get better pay. Better pay means more food. More food means more toilets. More toilet means more hospital. More hospital means more nurses. More nurses means babes galore. Have you robbed a bank? Me have stolen a bank. Have you killed a guy? Me have killed every guy. Every guy have died by my ape-like asses. Excuse me, Monkey Barber Goy. Can I get you anything? A Coke? Um, some clothes? Me no wear clothes anymore. Clothes too flammable. Skin impervious. Besides, it reminds me of time spent on island of tropical swingers with Bizarro Monkey Lady. Or was it Bizarro Monkey Girl? Me hopes that it was not Bizarro Monkey Girl. <laughs> me take Koto. Meanwhile, back around that gas station, only farther away in the opposite direction at another gas station. Come on, Hambones. Pick up the phone. This is all your fault, you little... Oh, you have reached the answering machine of Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain. Please leave your name and number at the sound of the beep, and if you are in an emergency requiring a superhero, briefly describe it. Thank you. Beep! Damn it, Hambones. I'm somewhere out in the middle of the United States, and it's all your fault. Hey, you're a superhero? That's it, Hambones. You're evicted for sure now. You know the building policy. No superheroes. You're going to get it now, Hambones. Oh, fiddle crap. What do I do now? I've already tried to hitchhike my way back, but every time I show a little leg, cars invariably spin around five and three-quarters times and zip off in whatever direction it takes them, even if there are buildings in the way. Well, I could buy a train ticket, but I hate traveling by train. And I don't have my purse. Where's my purse? I had it when I was kidnapped. Back in suburbia. We go into bathroom now to freshen up. My Manara Bunky Boy, that's a rather nice shade of lipstick you've just applied. Me was Revlon CoverGirl in old days before being fat was big ixnay. Do all villain superheroes wear makeup? All but the women. We must apply blush to highlight areas of unface of sinister cheekage. Buster wears makeup. I do not, and you know it. Mm, my mom says I'm too young for it, so buzz off. So supervillain women don't wear makeup? Don't wear makeup, no. Have dyes stitched into face portraying sinister countenance. It's very chic. Me must toilet now. Me excuse. You see how polite he is, boys? And he's a supervillain. You guys should really learn some manners. Well, you're my mom, Mom. It's your father have no manners. No, it's your father's. It's also his fault you have that terrible terminal genetic disease. 
The only thing I ever did wrong was believe him when he told me he was the Messiah. Meanwhile, close to, but not right at the spot where Mrs. Hugglebum is. Let's see. Who can I call? The police? Oh, they'd never believe me. The government? No, I think they're tired of me getting on their asses all the time. I know. I'll call America's Most Wanted. <coughs> hey, sexy old lady, do you need to go somewhere? Why, yes, I do. Can you take me back to Manhattan? Take me back to Manhattan. Take me back to New York. I miss the east side, the west side, the north side, and the south side. So take me back to Manhattan, that dear old dirty town. Shut up, Cornelius. Sorry, Barnaby. You know how I love cold water. Hop in, baby. I'm Barnaby. This is Cornelius. Thank you. My name is Edna Hugglebum. I was kidnapped by a large ape-like man who carried me across the country. A large ape-like man carried me across the country. His banana-scented drool would always drip into my hair. Shut up, Cornelius. Sorry, you know how I love Gershwin. Meanwhile, at the world's second most interesting Cub Scout meeting ever... Excuse me, Bernardo Funky Boy? I have a question. Shoot it, Bernardo Monkey Boy's way! Well, if your name is Figaro Drunken Boy... Then why does your driver's license say your name is Edna Hugglebum? Beats Bizarro Monkey Boy. His name is Ingrid Hugglebum. Um, Neil Buster's real name is Sally. It's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's Jesse. No, no, it's not. Is it Raphael? No, it's not that either. It's Buster, 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 Buster. Shut up, Buster. And help us put this tie on tomorrow, Nature Boy. Me love going formal. And you look so brilliant that Ar Armani three-piece. Hand me pipe, woman. It's my husband's. What if he comes home? Me will kill him and serve him for dinner with Chardonnay. Oh, my. Uh, what year? Mom, he's eating all of Dad's clothes. Your dad wears dresses? Ah! They're kilts. He's Scottish. Scottish people wear kilts. Full-length strapless kilts. Think. be quiet. Can I get you anything to eat besides... Bicycle junkie boy? Wardrobe is fine. Suddenly, the hideous image of a floating head fizzles in the air. There you are, bizarro monkey boy. What are you doing out here? You must return at once. But me have personal quest. Quest schmest. I have already corrected your mistake and re-kidnapped Hugglebum with my operative, Barnaby and Cornelius. But you must return at once. There's much to do. Bizarro announcer man is bringing you back right now. Ha <laughs> It looks like the floating head of death is taking you away. Shut up, man. Yeah, he's our friend. We don't want him to go. Wait a minute. How did I get the disease if I was adopted? Suddenly, Bizarro Monkey Boy hailed a cab ride back to Manhattan to resume his participation in the criminal underworld there. Me feels me fading into taxi. Goodbye, people. Bye-bye. Adios. Aloha. Goodbye, retardo monkey boy. Was that it? Not quite, Mrs. Peterson, but close enough. What will happen to the curtain? What about Dr. Patriot? What about leaded gasoline? Is it still sold anywhere? Tune in next week to The Curtain, where you will hear Debbie say something. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Hello? Hello? Anybody here? Wow. Lots of pizza is usually pretty packed on Friday nights, but I might as well have come to a graveyard. Hello? 
Hey, General. I think I heard someone come in. Nonsense, boy. No one's been in this pizza place in days. Never since those strange occurrences began a few days ago. What you're hearing must just be another one of those tricks. But, General, this pizza place is everything to you. Without customers, you'll have to sell the Quonset Hut. Sell the Quonset Hut? Ha! Never. Exactly. That's why I have to go see if this is really a customer. All right, boy. But may God be with you. Wow, this is really strange just how empty it is in here. What a strange occurrence to take place at a successful pizza establishment. In fact, it's been the biggest pizza place in town ever since Ick Benign Pizza closed and its owner was suddenly killed. Hi there, Mr. Creamsicle. Yikes! Pimples! You scared me so badly, you might as well have been some kind of ghoul. Yeah, Mr. Creamsicle, you did turn just as white as a ghost just now. It's just like it's so quiet and empty in here, like in a graveyard or something. Well, you know, Mr. Creamsicle, graveyards aren't exactly empty. Yeah, I know. They tend to be filled with corpses and some surmise the spirits of the dead. Yeah. So what brings you here, Mr. Creamsicle? Ah, pimples, if only you knew. It just came from the worst public appearance I've ever had to manage. None of the other complacents were anywhere to be found, so Fred had to sing by himself. He got booed off the stage. It was awful. Adrian, I'm sorry. Well, I hope it will all be better after I drown my saws in one of the General's famous burrito pizzas. One burrito pizza coming up. Funny thing, though. All the complacents being missing. Yeah, funny thing. That... Oh, man, I could really use a pancake pizza. Fig! Fig! Where in High Holland have you been? We were looking all over for you. Oh, Mr. Creamsicle, I've been pretty messed up. When I met Mitzi at the mall, I thought my life was going to start turning around. But the only thing that turned around on me was Mitzi. Johnny Angelo stole her away from me before I even had a chance to turn my back on them. Yeah, I heard about that. But what about your date with Alanis? Date? What date? We just had popcorn. What? You mean to tell me, in the movie theater, she didn't try anything? Well, she tried to eat some of the popcorn, but her hand kept missing the bucket. Oh? So I told her, maybe you'd better hold the popcorn bucket in your lap. And then what happened? Well, when I tried to get some popcorn, I couldn't feel any. So I kept reaching down, and I still couldn't feel any popcorn. And so I kept reaching down, and that's when I realized that the bottom of the bucket had fallen off and all the popcorn spilled out. Uh, what did the lettuce do then? Well, she said if I was still hungry, she had something I could eat, but I was actually kind of full. Uh, oh. So, so what movie did you see? I don't know. The whole time Atlantis was trying to kiss me. What? You mean you didn't let her? Well, I did at first, but I got suspicious when I ran out of boo-boos. Oh, I see. But the one boo-boo that she didn't kiss was the one that hurts most of all, my heart. Oh, poor Fig. Experienced love for the first time and it only lasts five minutes. Three minutes, 27 seconds. <sighs> hey, Gunner! Oh, yeah. You're the Gunner. Who? I was so relieved you recognized me. Well, now it's <clears throat> been a while since we've seen you, but of course we recognize you. Where have you been? Man, the road I've been on has been a long and hard one. I'll tell you all about it. Please do. I will. Just be quiet. Oh, okay. Well, after my little episode with Alanis, I was a little messed up, especially when I found out it meant nothing to her. I had to get away, clear my head. 
Usually when I have to relieve some pent-up angst, I just go incognito to some yuppie corporate coffee shop on open mic night and scream and wail until I drive all the patrons back to their condos and their sobs. Wait a minute. That's you? Well, like I said, that, that's usually what I do, but the music just wasn't doing it for me. So when that happens, the other thing I do for stress is work on my bike. But there wasn't anything wrong with my bike, so I thought I'd work on my riding lawnmower. What? So anyway, I've got my riding lawnmower up on cinder blocks, and I'm trying to untangle this kite that got wound around the blade. You see, I've got this big willow tree in my backyard, and as you know, I live next door to that playground, so I end up with lots of kites in my yard, lots of kids in my yard, too. And anyway, I run the engine to see just where the blade stuck, and wouldn't you know, just when I get that kite dislodged, the lawnmower rolls off the cinder blocks, falls on top of me, and chops off the tip of my nose. Oh, so that's why you're wearing a cast-iron false nose strapped to your face. That's right, Fig. Now I can handle looking like a freak until my nose grows back, but I'm irrepressibly depressed at the thought that now will be regarded as a novelty act. Wow. And to think both your problems were caused by a lettuce, and your problems were the cause of my problems. So really, this is all a lettuce's fault. I wish my problems emanated from so simple a source. Whoa! General, you spooked me. Now quiet now with that talk. Why, General, what's your problem? Well, for starters, we don't have any crust for the pizza. Hey, that sounds like my problem. Why else the reason that we don't have any crust for the pizza? That's my problem. I, we haven't had any customers in here in a while. Why not? Uh, I'd rather not say. Hey, General, sir, uh, have you had trouble paying the bills? Why, Fig? Well, your lights keep blinking. Oh, never mind that. Say, Creamsicle, why don't you go over to the baker next door and see if we'll make us some pizza crust? Okay, just let me grab my wallet. Hey, it was sitting right here, and now it's at the end of the bar. Um, uh, yes, I've been meaning to get the bar leveled, you see. Well, anyway, I'll just go next door now. Say, Pimples, you work really fast. What do you mean, Gunner? Just a minute ago, all the chairs were scattered all over the room. But now I look, and they're all stacked neatly on the tables. I'm starting to get a funny feeling about no, this. No, no, no. Everything's completely normal here. Nothing's funny going on. Oh, <clears throat> no. oh, really? I was trying to make a joke, but I guess it's just as well that I didn't finish it if it wasn't going to be funny. <laughs> hey, thanks, God. I knew he had a sense of humor. And you can see in the future, too, because he laughed at my joke before it was finished. Yeah, yeah, fools. You will never escape. Hey, what was that? Nothing. Uh, it's the new jukebox, see? Why are the walls dripping with blood? It's the new sauce dispenser, see? Why are you floating in the air? I'm a fairy, see? Woo! You're what? I'm a fairy! You're what? I'm a... Hey! <laughs> All right, I admit it. Quantum Pizza is haunted by a poltergeist. No, really, you're a fairy? and welcome to the Cookie Cook Bakery Shop. I'm the Cookie Cook, and this is my shop of cakes, cookies, pastries, and baked goods. What can I do for you? Hi, I'm Adrian Creamsicle. I was sent over by the general from next door. You want to know if you can make us uh, even some pizza crust for you? Know? Oh, my friend the general, he has fallen such hard times. I would be happy to help him. You tell him that I'll be over with the crust in just a few minutes. 
Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye now. Hmm. Good thing it's such a short walk from the Baker's to Quonset Hut. Here I am. Oh my God! My father always calls me a fairy, but I've never floated in the air before like that. Wah! We're trapped. Trapped like. What am I saying? I'm so confused. What in high heaven and Phil is happening here? I. Adrian. I thought we were there's trapped. There's something I've I've got to tell you. So tell me already. Why is all this kitchenware flying around in a world running around in a restaurant that made me trapped for a second? Because the Quonset Hut is haunted. By a poltergeist. Don't listen to him. Graves are going crazy. General, is this true? Yes, it is true. <laughs> Yikes! It is true. Let's get out of here, boys. Creamsicle, don't you leave. I need your business. I'm sorry, General, but I can't fool my boys to get sucked inside some television, stuck on channel three, and running toward the light till they find a slimy tennis ball. Let's go out through the front door. Wah! Now we're trapped again. Trapped like. Like, um... Rats! Yeah, I feel the same way, Fig. Gosh darn it to heck. No, I mean, we're trapped like rats. I knew we should have gone out for Chinese instead. Yeah, he's a fools. Why you stand here and make your little jokes? Little do you know that we are drawing closer and closer to your death! Man, I hate to say it, but this could be... the big one. Uh, do I get overtime pay for this? If we survive, Private Pimple... You'll be in line for the Congressional Medal of Honor. All of you will. If you get the Congressional Medal of Honor, you'll be getting it personally from Tip O'Neill or Sam Laban, whichever one isn't busy. You sure do know a lot about the politics, Mr. Poltergeist. Well, I get a lot of the time to read the newspaper, yeah? Good idea, Fig. Distract him while we think of a plan. Wait a minute. You're trying to distract me. Well, they think of a plan. Uh, no, that's not it at all. Fig just likes talking to people, don't you, Fig? Yeah, people are funny. See, he's talking to me right now, so how you doing, Fig? Uh, oh, I'm fine, except for the being trapped in a pizza restaurant. Oh, I saw that little gesture you made with your hands, as if to indicate you wanted the three other people who are trapped inside to think of a plan. Where the only planning around here is going to be for your funerals. All right, then, I'll just use the same tactic I use when I let the battle of bulge. Everyone? Follow my lead. Hup, two, three, four. Hup, two, three. We're doing four. jumping jacks. Hup. That's right. All of you men can fight the battle above with exercise and proper diet. Even poltergeists need to stay in shape. Come on, leg zips. Right leg up. Two, three, four. Left leg up. Two, three, four. Come on, boys. Yes, yeah, yeah. But there's one thing that you forgot, General Failure. Is it poltergeist? I am but a nebulous shape below the waist. Yes, I know what you are thinking, but I don't have to. I'm a poltergeist. Yeah, I wouldn't think you could operate the paper towel dispenser anyway. I don't have to wash my hands either. Well, man, that didn't work, so I'll just have to use the same tactic Cornwallis used in Yorktown. Right face on your knees, lie prostrate. Oh, no, does not get enough that easily. You're going to lose a continent. You're going to lose your lives. Please don't kill me, Mr. Poltergeist. I've got a wife and six kids. You do, Private? I meant two kids. Where did you ever find a woman who would... Uh, twice? Okay, I have a plant. But I haven't watered it since last night. I think I can hear it shriveling up. 
So if I could just run home and give it a drink, I promise to be right back. Uh, since you think that I am going to let you just walk out of here. Out of the door, right over there. The one with the sign over that says, This door to remain unlocked during normal business hours. Well, it's now abnormal business hours. And that door stays locked. The next time that door's open, the coroner will be walking through it. The door's opening. What? Wow, that's a fast corner. We aren't even dead yet. Oh, hello there. Is, is anyone in here? I thought I heard Fig's voice in here. I, I need to talk to him. The door needs to be fixed. It was really hard to open. Blaine, you just wear the name of Donald Sutherland if you've been. You missed a bunch of concerts. When I hired you as a complacent roadie, I want you to show up for all the shows and help with the equipment. But that's not what I want to talk about, to, to think about. Um, since you're here, Mr. Creamsicle, I guess I can talk to you, too. <laughs> Fresh meat. Sounds like someone about to have a sausage pizza. Anyway, let's see if I can remember everything that happened to me. I was trying to find your golden auto harp strings, Fig, when all of a sudden I ended up in, in some sort of small store that sold drinks and snack products after walking through what I think may have been a tunnel that stretched for miles. And then I was in jail, but I managed to escape. Then I was kidnapped by two supervillains, one of which had banana breath, but, but I escaped from them too. I don't know if I got all of this in the right order, and I might have left out some details, but I, I do know this, Fig. They've got your golden auto harp strings, and they're going to use them to take over the world. How could you take over the world with golden auto harp strings? Oh, Gunner, I, I didn't see you. Uh, Blindy, that's crazy talk. My golden auto harp strings are right where they always been. Of course, I don't know exactly where that is, but I know that they're there. Man, we could sit here all day arguing about whether or not someone's using golden auto harp strings to take over the world, but right now, we've got a more immediate problem to deal with. That's right. I'm about to have my main cause. That doesn't sound like much of a problem. Um, do you need a fork for that pizza, sir? A fork? No, I'm going to devour you! Some Parmesan cheese, perhaps? No! Blindy, it's horrible! Oh, so it's been sitting out a little too long. Up. I'll just go back and get some more out of the fridge. I used to work here. I, I know right where it is. No, stay right where you are! That's a good idea, you know, tasting the pizza before you put the Parmesan cheese on it. He, he doesn't seem afraid of the poltergeist. He's just talking to him as if he's a customer at the restaurant. Truly, he is blindy, the roadie without fear. No, I don't understand it. You're not scared of me. Well, why should I be? I, I don't work here anymore. What's the worst you could do, not give pimples here a tip? He deserves every penny of that 15%, you know, and more. How could someone not be scared of me? I mean, I do a lot of yelling, threaten to kill someone, and then follow through on the threat. That should scare everyone and then make them die. You know, there's something wrong here, Pimples. Why, why don't I smell the pizza? Um, well, there's actually no, uh... General, pizza. um, I know you two don't get along, but... That's no reason to serve a poison pizza to the Kaiser. The Kaiser? The Kaiser? The Kaiser? The Kaiser? Poisonous pizza? Yes, I can distinctly smell cyanide. That's me! Well, what are you doing over here? Checking out the competition? Has the poultry pizza fad ended and now you're looking for a next big thing? Oh, but this place is more popular now than ever thanks to the association with the complacents. Actually, we haven't been coming here recently. 
And no one else has been coming here either since I made this place my main haunt. You should be ashamed of yourself, you know, scaring away all the general's customers like that. You have no idea how hard he's worked to turn this this place from an army snack bar into the finest pizza restaurant in the city, except for the revolving rooftop pizza restaurant downtown. But they have a dress code. You're absolutely right. How can I ever make it up for you? That's a good question, Kaiser. I'm about to go out of business unless I can figure out something that'll draw a crowd in here. And quick! Say, are you open for business? I was driving by and I couldn't help but notice this oddly shaped restaurant with what appeared to be a poltergeist clearly visible through the window. We are open for business, sir. Please feel at ease at one of our many tables here. What kind of restaurant is this, this anyway? This is a pizza restaurant, sir. Now, that's an amazing coincidence. I was on my way to Revolving Tower of Pizza, the revolving rooftop pizza restaurant downtown. But now I'll eat here instead. You don't have a dress code, do you? No, sir. Then I'd like a personal-sized pepperoni pizza and a large cola beverage. Come right up, sir. Um, can I talk to you, General, sir? What is it? He can't eat here. I don't know if you've forgotten, but we don't have any food. That's right, we don't. Guys, get over here and entertain our customer. Entertain? Yeah, well, that's what you can do to make it up to me. Keep on, keep him from leaving while we think of something. Oh, sir, keep him from leaving. No, not the way you try to keep out from leaving. You know, tell him some jokes or something about the war. Some jokes about the war? Some jokes? Let's see, uh, what jokes I know. Hello there, sir. My name is Kaiser, and I'll be your porter guys for the evening. Say, are you some sort of hologram? Hologram? You know, one of those virtual reality things I've been hearing so much about in the news lately. Are you, quote, wired to the net? No, I'm just a porter guys. Wow, this is better than a singing mechanical mouse. Man, uh, could you come over here for a minute? Uh, we have a customer, but we don't have any food. So what are we supposed to do? Yeah, we already went next door to visit your weird baker friend. Do you want us to go again? No, man, going over there again would show that we have some sort of weakness. The new enemy is the revolving rooftop pizza restaurant downtown, and we have already taken one prisoner of war. No need to fear, the pizza is here! Alright, men, get started putting all this on plates, and let's distribute it. Move, 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 move. Uh, and then he, then he says... No, not the lonely baloney. Swami Salami! Ha ha ha! That's certainly a funny joke. I'm really enjoying the entertainment here at this fine establishment. Here's your pizza. My goodness, that's fast service. I baked it up for everybody. It looks good. It tastes interesting. Do I detect a note of nutmeg? This tastes like a chocolate eclair. This is, <gasps> without a doubt, <gasps> the single <gasps> best pizza I have ever had. <sighs> he likes it. He likes it. We met a great team. Way to go, men and poltergeist. What a festive atmosphere. But there's one thing missing. Let's have a party. You cannot escape. I'm it. Eyes are permanently, and this culture isn't friendly. You'll soon you'll be afraid to go to sleep. I'll haunt this fools forever. It's my evil new endeavor. I'm a bona fide complacent fading creep. Wanzit Hut Pizza may have won the battle, but what about the war? Do emergency singing lessons account for Fred's absence from this show? 
And once and for all, is Johnny Angelo married to the bass player from Lunchbox or not? You may find out the answers in a couple of to a couple of these questions 167 hours from now on the next episode of The Complacence here on 89.3 WNUR-FM Evanston, Chicago's sound experiment. Stay tuned. Title to be determined is next. Back now in the present, here's what's actually coming up on the next episode. Someone is stealing the complacent songs, but who, or perhaps whom? Until next time, this has been the Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer, speaking.